Welcome, new listeners. Thanks for giving Starship Excelsior a try. We released this first episode over a decade ago, and we've learned a lot since then. Many people enjoy listening to our early years and hearing us grow. Others struggle with the shortcomings of these first episodes, and that's understandable. If you're struggling, feel free to skip ahead to Season 4, which was geared toward new listeners like you. I suggest starting with Guards, Get Them, or A Day at the Park. You can always circle back to the fun of Seasons 1, 2, and especially 3 later on. Thank you again, and welcome aboard the Starship Excelsior. Captain's Log, Supplemental. The Excelsior is attempting to open diplomatic relations with the Valandrin, a matriarchal warrior race that has rejected two other diplomatic overtures in the last five years. Five minutes into our mission, I can't say it's going well. Time to intercept, Mr. Helder. 58 seconds, sir. Steady as she goes. Prepare to divert auxiliary power to shields and put them on screen. Aye, sir. All sections report ready for combat, Captain. They're entering the limit of phaser range. Understood. Mr. Rawl, hold your fire. They just flew right over us, sir. That pass was less than five kilometers distance. Their weapons are still charged. Maybe they're afraid to fire? I wouldn't count on that, Lieutenant. They wouldn't have attempted such a close flyby if they were afraid. Exactly. I'll bet they want us to make the first move. Captain, five more vessels emerging from Valandria's second moon. Shields charged, weapons hot. Or they're just waiting for reinforcements. Slow to one-half impulse. I've analyzed their power signatures. I'm detecting approximately 20 vessels around the system and more signatures around the planet. Yet only these eight are responding to us. Lucky us. Mr. Helder, I want... Report. Shields at 84%. The approaching vessels fired a full volley. Evasive pattern Omega-2. Lock phasers on the lead ship. Wide dispersal. Aye, Captain. Locking weapons. But at wide dispersal, we won't do much damage. I'm only looking to drain their shields, Lieutenant. Fire. Direct hit. Shields reduced 80%. The target is breaking formation. Target at your discretion, all phaser arrays. Same dispersal. On it, ma'am, but these pilots know how to fly. Commander, what's our shield status? Holding at 58%. 55%. Hmm. They don't scare easily. Auxiliary power to shields. Helm, attack pattern beta 47. Aye, sir. Tactical, can you isolate the power system on one of those ships? Yes, ma'am. Phasers to maximum. Disable that ship. Target locked. Fire. Target disabled. Lock on another one. Captain, they're breaking attack formation. Confirmed. They're moving out of weapons range and powering down disruptors. Yellow alert. Shields up, weapons down. You know the drill. Captain, on the view screen. Two ships are breaking off direct intercept course. Should I charge weapons, Captain? Negative, Mr. Rawl. Steady as she goes. An escort? That or the boldest attempt at a suicide run I've ever seen. They're coming alongside our flanks. Looks like they're guiding us towards the planet. Helm, match course and speed. 
Aye, sir. At one-half impulse, we'll enter standard orbit in 26 minutes. Commander Helder, maintain yellow alert, and you have the bridge. Mr. Doven, I'd like to see the rest of the senior staff in the observation lounge in five minutes. Aye, sir. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Excelsior. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Starring Elise Crowick as Captain Rachel Cortez. With Larry Phelan as Lieutenant Commander Alcar Dovan. Ben Randall as Alexander Lorock. Michael Liebman as Alex Roll. Caitlin Haney as Lieutenant Asuka Yubari. Today's episode, The Excelsior Returns, Act 2, The Melandrian Expedition. First day? Spast. Ms. Ado, I need those damage statistics for the port nacelle two minutes ago. Working on it. Ensign Takala, will you see to it that these updated power grid schematics are delivered to... Excuse me, what are you doing realigning the internal sensors? What team are you on? Mr. Hermes is sir. Then what are you doing down here? He's up at junction 36 slash sigma. Well, sir... I... Uh, and why are you out of uniform? I happen to know every lieutenant on the ship. And you're not one of them, Miss... Bari, sir. I am must have put on the wrong uniform today, sir. I apologize. Very well. Get down with your team, and I'll talk with Mr. Hermes later. Yes, sir. This isn't just a realignment of internal seasons. It's more like... Alex... Simon? What are you... Alex, what should I do? I've never been... Simon, you shouldn't be here. We're at yellow alert. It's a potential battle situation. I just want to help. Okay. Crewman Harkless is over there, resetting our shield frequency. And it looks like he doesn't have an assistant. Go over and ask if he needs any help. Aye, aye, sir. Takala. Updated schematics. Can you get them to Benson Walters? Yes, sir. Sir... Are you certain it is wise to allow the boy... Dovin to all senior staff. Report to the observation lounge. On my way, sir. Sorry, Ensign. Duty calls. But no. I'm not sure at all.
<sighs> I've paged the senior staff. They're on their way. Is there a problem, Commander? Sorry? It's not as if you're showing your feelings or anything. I'm just adept at reading people. Especially when they storm into a briefing room, glowering, tapping their hands on the table, and not looking at anyone. So if I was wrong... No, sir. I should have expected this. What exactly is this, Commander? It's been five years since I was last in combat, Captain. I assume you've read my record. I have. Well, then you understand where I find some fault with any species that's entire society is based on fighting and killing. All I see when I think of, of what we did out there are faces. Klein, Tarashi, Lizette. And the faces of a hundred other good men and women who died for nothing but the bloodlust of a race of barbarians. <laughs> Damn it. Seven years since the war. Two years out of the service, and the ghosts still haven't gone away. You're aware that this exercise was never intended as lethal for either side? Yes, but what if something had gone wrong? What if Mr. Lorak hadn't patched up the EPS grid as well as we thought? Or what if they had scored a lucky shot on us? Or someone on that ship we hit was just standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. You don't play around with phasers and photon torpedoes as a greeting ritual. Not in any civilized society, at least. I I'm sorry, Captain. I apologize. I'll see Dr. Sharp for counseling as soon as possible. This will not happen again. Hello, everyone. Uh, Lieutenant, is it your intention to walk through that window there? Oh. I hear it's a long walk to the gateway from here. Larocque grimaced with embarrassment and scurried to his seat. Dovan tried to send him encouraging thoughts. At any rate, Larocque wasn't nearly as embarrassed as Alcar Dovan. Engineering repair report, sir. Thank you, crewman. Do you ever wonder what it's like in a senior staff meeting? Not especially, you know, being senior staff and all. Oh, that's right. So, uh, what do you talk about in there? Oh, you know, this and that. Well, like, like what? Crewman, I am not at liberty to discuss that. Tell Ensign to Beeson to keep up the good work. Um, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'll just, um... Right. Report. Picking up a large object. Correction, series of large objects. Looks like satellites, sir. Satellites? Well, that's a surprise. Put me through to the briefing room, Ensign. Cortez here. Captain, I think you'd better come see this. On my way. Cortez out. What else can you pick up, Anson? I'll take that question, Mr. Kibir. You're relieved. Looks like a network of satellites, Captain. I think they're artificial. The plot thickens. 
Lieutenant, why didn't we detect them before? They're being powered from the surface, which allows them to run with virtually no energy signature. Powered? To what end? They seem to be generating a field of some kind. I believe it's a defensive field, possibly in the... In the 2.4 gigahertz range, Captain. That wasn't in the report. I guess the Indomitable and the Armstrong made a larger impression than we thought. That's not all, sir. What else? Look. At that moment, the Excelsior peeked over the horizon of the small iron and green world of Valandria and met the morning sun. Lieutenant, is that what I think it is? In the very center of the red-orange starlight, there was a large object, its outline visible even from this distance. It was long, black against the bright sun, and far larger than anything the Valandrans should have been able to construct. Yes, ma'am. According to her transponders, you're looking at the Valandrian space station Vigilance. Impossible. That thing is as large as a regular two-class outpost. And yet, Commander, we seem to be directly in front of it. As the dedication plaque says, wherever you go, there you are. I knew that would have a practical application someday. Captain, I'm receiving a transmission. Vigilance is hailing us. On screen. Although the view screen came on, the crew could see nothing but vague figures cloaked in shadow. This is Captain Rachel Cortez of the United Starship Excelsior. We seek parley with your people, an exchange of envoys and good faith. However, if our presence here is unwanted, we will leave. Mr. Helder, plot a course out of the system, Baron. You speak for your people. I speak for many peoples. I am a representative of the United Federation of Planets, and we come to offer a hand of friendship. Whom am I addressing? I am Premier Betranar. Premier, we have come a great distance to meet your people. This much we know. It's your intentions that are not clear. Our only intent is the pursuit of friendship and knowledge. For a peaceful people, you come well armed. You fought well, and that is to be commended. There is no shame in showing your strength. Your craft is an impressive weapon. Perhaps we could arrange a tour for you. That would interest me greatly, but you did not come so great a distance to give tours. Your craft may couple with our orbital platform. I will receive a small party. A small party. Captain Hastings, you and three of your Marines will accompany me. Female, if possible. Ensign Hunter and Lieutenant Lorock. You wanted to get a first-hand look at their technology. Captain? Lieutenant Amara, I'd like you and Mr. Rawl to keep a handle on ship's security while we're away and try to get a full tactical analysis of the Landrian defenses. Passive sensors only. If you come into contact with any Valandrian during my meeting, Dr. Sharp will do the talking due to their colorful view of males. Is that understood? Mr. Helder, take us in. 
Aye, sir. Their craft is powerful, Your Excellency. Yes, but it was expected that they would be powerful, General. What we did not know is that they would also know the art of warfare. Does it not concern you? I am no fool, Sordid G. But we would do well to learn why they have returned. We know why they have returned. And we shall hear it from them. And should they deceive us, Your Excellency? Yes. What if they should deceive us? Then they would feel our wrath. You are far too trusting. And you should learn your place. I beg pardon, Your Excellency. You and I both interpret the words in our own way. Neither of us can be sure of their meaning, for now I choose to hear the alien's matriarch. Yes, Your Excellency. Your Excellency. You play a dangerous game, General. Only the dangerous games are worth playing, Matriarch. And should she tire of playing, she would execute you. She will not live forever. Should she continue to talk to me as if I'm a child, she will not live long at all. Nor would you if a rumor of treason began to spread. Your sister challenged her and paid the price. You would not be in the position you are were if not for her death. I am not my sister. It is foretold that no one of G-Clan will defeat Anna in combat. Prophecy can be interpreted in many ways, Matriarch. One could argue that the one you speak of refers only to honor combats. What are you suggesting? You may disapprove, but you know that the G would strengthen our people in a way the Na have never done. The Sa have never had position like you have brought them. You have vision, Matriarch. You have a strength the Sa have never shown before. You know Betrana is not heeding the words. We have all heard them. We all know what should be, what must be done. I will not move against Betrana, but neither will I give her my support. You take a chance with your own life, not mine. It will not be my life that is lost. There we are. What do you think, Captain? Phaser 1 or Phaser 2? What's your recommendation, Lieutenant? Those things are lizards. If they're anything like the Gorn, Phaser 2 is the only one with a high enough stun setting. Phaser 2 it is, then. I need seven. Captain, if I may, I have another recommendation. Yes? Captain, as you know, I'm half Betazoid. The Valandrian physiology is confusing my empathic sense, but, sir, I don't have a good feeling about this mission. Take me with you. Denied. The Marines will have to be enough protection for us. Then, from a personal standpoint, I'd like to get a look at their technology as much as Lieutenant Lorock. Their shield grid has some efficiencies I'd like to research. Really? Really, Captain. You're not a good liar, Leo Amara. Commander Dovan will need someone on the bridge he can rely on. Yes, Captain. And good luck.
Thank you, Lieutenant. Heavy stun, you said. Yes, Mom. Okay, people, take your phasers. Heavy stun is the order of the day. Captain, phaser two? Might I point out that they're a little... conspicuous? Ensign Hunter, diplomacy is your department, but my first duty is to my crew. What's the atmosphere like on the other side of this airlock? Slightly higher oxygen and gravity than ship's normal. Nothing serious. Corporal Ayarga, release the airlock. I'm Captain Rachel Cortez. Captain, while I am gratified that you accept my invitation, I assure you, you are in no danger. You may leave your mails here. These are my officers. They wish to see your impressive space station. And you granted their request? But I suppose one must show patience with mails. Come, we have much to discuss. I will be direct, Captain Cortez. Why have you returned? Premier Betrana. You will address the clan matron as Your Excellency. Sorted G. You will be silent. Your Excellency, I thought I had made the Federation's intentions clear. We seek friendship. Is this all? Yes. You see, Excellency, she lies. And on what evidence do you claim that, Sorit G? You will address me as General, Rachel. The Oracle is most clear on this point. You do not bring friendship to our people. Oracle? There is a prophecy. It can be interpreted in many ways. The prophecy says that your people herald our destruction. Sorry, G. I do not know what is brought on this foul and unworthy disposition, but you are dismissed. Show them the oracle or they will not understand. I did not expect such an idea from you. Your praise honors me, Excellency. Excuse me. I'd like to see anything that would shed some light on what's going on here. Come. Not you, General Soraji. Though your idea redeems you, you remain dismissed from my presence. Do send my personal guard to the Oracle Chamber. They will join us before we commune. Very well, Your Excellency. Brigadier, this is the General. I hail the General. Order all units to go Case Orange. Wait five cycles and execute. Acknowledged, Your Excellency. We shall see, We shall see. Out. Yes, Mr. Amara? I'm picking up some sort of odd power signature coming from the station. Can you be any more specific, Lieutenant? I think so, but it'll take a minute to... Go ahead. Is this your oracle? 
It was a small dome-shaped room, simply to fit everyone in the chamber along with the premier's personal guard required the lead females to circle around to the rear so that they were standing with their backs to the intricately carved walls. In the middle stood a life-size statue of a Valandrian female, standing proudly, holding in her raised hands a glowing pyramid. It is not. Room, take us to the Oracle. The pyramid glowed brightly, and everything turned to white. They were gone. Sir, I just lost the away team. What? There was a surge in that strange power signature, and Captain, then... three contacts from behind the planet, coming fast. Ships? I think they're satellites, sir, but they're running with far more power than the others. Report! Sir, there. The vigilance docking port just punctured our hull. Hail the station! Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Sir, we have several reptilian biosigns moving in through the umbilical. I don't think I can lock down the section. Dispatch security teams. I take it the Valandrin aren't responding? No, sir. Captain, the satellites. What the hell was that? They're satellites. Sir, they're weapons platforms. Jehoseph. Shields! Shields! I can't while we're docked, sir. Cortez to Excelsior. Premier. You wish to see the Oracle, Captain. Now you shall. Captain, I can't get a reading on anything. My tricorder is going wild. Your devices do not function here, nor do ours. The Oracle prevents them. Well, more likely a mineral vein in these mountains. But it comes to the same thing. It goes on for miles in all directions. Come. It is not far. Mr. Helder, get us free! Trying, sir. Should I return fire? Absolutely! Satellites created to shield the blocked impact. No damage. Detecting another power buildup. All three satellites this time. We need to maneuver! Target that docking port and fire! Sir, at this range? It's inside our hull. Those are my orders, Lieutenant! Aye, sir. Firing torpedo. All hands, brace for impact! I repeat, all hands, brace for impact!
tree. Mr. Helder, evasive pattern Gamma 2-5, get us the hell out of here! Honestly. Mr. Amara, what's the status of those satellites? Shields down to 40%. Sir, I don't think we can take another hit. At least not from all three. Then let's not get hit by all three. Continue evasive pattern, load quantum torpedoes, and fire at will! What is it, Mr. Lorak? This metal smashed into the gravel. It looks like titanium. I thought there weren't any titanium deposits on Valandria. There aren't. Captain Cortez, do you wish to see the Oracle or not? What is this place? This is the Oracle, the source of our knowledge. All your knowledge? Silithium mining, the antimatter power core, the very satellites that defend our world. In dark times, when my people had descended to combat with clubs and spears, we found this place, and then our people found their way. This place has been here that long? 640 years, Captain. Ah, it's about time the Federation got here. Who are you? I am the Oracle. The simple answer did not explain why the Oracle was wearing a blue Starfleet uniform. Port shields are gone, sir. Sir, we should withdraw until we can repair the damage. Commander Helder, can you get a lock on the away team? Negative, sir. Then I don't see any reason for us to stick around here in a field of fire. Helm, get us out of here, best speed. And Lieutenant, if you'd care to fire a few more quantums out of the aft tubes, I don't think anybody I care about offending will be offended. Oracle, prophecy about the aliens. On April 14th, 2402, the Federation colony of Valandria was destroyed, along with its extensive shipyard facilities. Starfleet losses, 87 vessels. The Battle of Valandria is widely considered to have been the turning point in the war. Unable to access further information, database corruption is extensive. Captain, look. Larocque pointed at a part of the wall which Cortez realized was actually a metal bulkhead melded with the rock. In the darkened section of twisted duranium, she was able to make out a few words. NCV 83124. 
USS Oracle. Warning. Holomatrix damage. Temporal transponder inactive. Repair required. 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 In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Daniel LaForce Johnson played Jack Helder, Alistair Stewart played Leo Almara, Lee Sands is Simon Wesley, James Haney is Rick Hunter, Alex Keyes is John Hastings, Joyce Bender is Petra Na, Kennedy is Sora G, Sam Gellis is The Oracle, Vivian Chung is Ashton Saw, Stephen Haney is Crewman Harkness, Anne Maloney is Ensign Takala, Mike Hennessy is The Brigadier, Jim Spagata is Kabir. The episode was executive produced and adapted for audio by James Haney. Co-producer was Alex Keyes. Post-production team consisted of Gary Cobham, Mike Hennessy, James Haney, Alex Keyes, and Emily Potter. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Musical credits are available on site with special thanks to Darker Projects, Bravo, Fleet, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of Paramount Pictures. Be sure to tune in for the Excelsior's next voyage, Turns of Events, coming January 2008. This has been an Excelsior production.